Got a great guest today, guys, and he has an interesting book. Uh, it's very inspiring, and it's to, to help people with their Christian life. And uh, Dave uh, Fukar, did I say that right, Dave? You did. You did. All righty, good. Uh, welcome to our show today, and um, we'll just start, man, just to tell everybody about yourself and wh what you're doing and about your book, and we'll just go from, you know, throughout the conversation of, of your very interesting points that you have to, to reach out to people and help them in their faith. Welcome. Well, great. Oh, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here. As you said, my name's uh, Dave Fukar. I um, have recently released a book called What Do I Say When Asked About Jesus? And uh, uh, let, me, let me just talk a little bit about what precipitated writing the book. Um, over the years, I've been uh, I've been involved in ministry, but uh, professionally, I've uh, been a career person, worked in finance, and and uh, my wife and I, my family, we were going through a number of changes back in 2019, 2020. Uh, my in-laws were very ill. Uh, we were caring for them. Uh, new, uh, new grandchildren, changes uh, in the world and in the church, uh, uh, primarily a, a big pandemic hit the world. And uh, so it was a, a phase that I was searching for uh, where God was leading me from a, uh, from a ministry perspective. And uh, I had uh, taught um, and preached over the years as a lay preacher and, uh, and leader. And uh, so I, I uh, over the years, there've been a number of uh, times which people ask specifically that question. If people are interested in sharing their faith, what what is it that I say when people ask me about Jesus? So I I gathered and I, I taught a multiple week sort of uh, um, uh, Sunday school lesson, and and from those notes they sort of uh, sprung into uh, into this book, uh, which I began writing as a bit of a, a cathartic exercise with all that was going on, uh, but it uh, it had turned into into something bigger and uh and you know the response has been has been very positive so uh, the book is um kind of an outline of the things that we need to share but but more than that uh i'm hopeful that god uses to uh to boost confidence uh part, part of the issue is um uh, in today's church sometimes we get distracted by a lot of different things uh, and the numbers are pretty astounding about uh, about how many people who profess to be Christians don't actually know or hold to what they say they believe in. Uh, so as, uh, as as well as a tool uh, to help people answer the basic questions, it's a, um, it's a review uh, to build our confidence uh, in what it is that we believe about and, uh, and, why, and why we believe in Jesus. Very good, very good. That's very good points that you make there. Um, I'm glad that your book is uh, helping people out. Uh, so let's talk about that. What, how does one go about uh, what to say when they're asked about Jesus? You know, that can be a little un um, maybe uncomfortable at sometimes putting, you know, people in it, you know, depending on who I guess the individual is that you want to talk about it or if they ask you questions, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, nowadays, uh, uh, you know, um, well, as I do, Dave, that um, Christianity is being, you know, hammered all the time, you know, always being, you know, criticized, uh, made fun of and that, you know, discriminated, right. that kind of right. thing. So so how does someone go about doing that, uh, reaching out to someone and, 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 and telling them what, what 
what to say about that. Right. Well, well, first let me uh, let me uh, say um, related to the book and not related to the book uh, in some ways. Uh, we can't. Uh, I think that we have to be careful about falling on uh, falling prey to the idea uh, that Christianity and uh, and all that we believe in is kind of silly and it's a myth. Uh, mm-hmm. And and certainly one of the one of the threads through the book is that that there's good reason for us to be confident. We just need to uh, we need to review and evaluate uh, those reasons uh, so that we can stand firm when they're challenged. Uh, so that's you know that is uh, you know one of the issues you know within within our church today is that we've just lost sight that uh, that um, you know Christianity is not a it's not a myth and it's not. Uh, uh, it's not silly to believe, um, in, and nothing really has changed. We believe we know so much now, uh, so much more than we did. But the reality is, uh, nothing's really changed from the standpoint of what the foundations of our our faith stand on. So, uh, just just to mention that, uh, and, and it is a it's a thread through the book. But but um, I think one of the premises that you know we start with is um, is relational. Uh, now now there are many. Folks who have the gift of evangelism, who I have a good mm-hmm. friend, uh, for example, who's a big mountain bike rider. And if he stumbles across someone on the mountain bike trail, uh, he can share the gospel right there and then with, uh, you know, on the spur of the moment without uh, without a real basis in relationship. And I'm sure God uses that to, to plant seeds. Uh, but for most yeah. of us, our sharing uh, takes place in the context uh, of relationship. Uh, that may occur in our neighborhood. It may occur in our family. It may occur on, uh, on our jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. But that um, it's really about uh, it's really about relationship. And in, in the context of that relationship, uh, you know, Peter instructs that we should be uh, prepared to give the reasons for the hope that we have. But in doing that, and this is the part that we sometimes uh, mess up on, and sometimes. Uh, lose sight of and sometimes get a reputation for is that we don't do the sharing with gentleness and respect which is what uh which is what we're commanded to do so that that would be the first you know thing that i'd suggest is that uh as we're looking for opportunities to share that we always remember that it is uh that that it's an issue that needs to be approached with gentleness and respect and out of out of true love for those who we're sharing for sharing with um, so uh, that's a that's a key issue. Uh, it's not a opportunity to get into arguments or uh, those sort of situations. Although they may, when we discuss matters of faith, there are sometimes uh, difficult and sticky issues. Uh, mm-hmm. But it should mm-hmm. it, it the differences that occur should never be because our attitude is one which is negative or attacking, but uh, mm-hmm. which should be mm-hmm. uh, which gentleness and respect. So. Um, and uh, in addition to that, uh, once we've once we're in a position that we, you know, we've established a relationship. Sometimes that is a short term. Sometimes it's long term. Uh, but we um, uh, we have the opportunity to share to share our faith. And I and I I differentiate. And this is kind of a semantical kind of issue. Uh, I differentiate between sharing our faith and sharing the gospel. And and the difference is, is that that sharing our faith is uh, sharing our faith is um, is focused on, and its purpose is to share the gospel. But sharing our faith is about sharing how the gospel has impacted our life, and how 
Jesus has made a difference in our life. And, uh, and so that takes a bit of uh, self-evaluation. Uh, and I think that, so, so kind of the first section of the book is, you know, evaluating our, uh, first of all, our desire to share the gospel. And secondly, is where, you know, where is our relationship? Um, because it becomes very difficult uh, to share in a relation in a relational uh, um, environment uh, when we uh, when we don't have um, confidence in our own faith and know what we and know what we believe. So understanding that understanding that our own story, how Jesus has impacted our life, uh, there's a great book called uh, Discipleship Essentials, which the author. Um, you know, just suggest asking uh, or being ready to answer three basic questions, right? And that is, what was your life like before you knew Jesus? How did you come to know him? And what's your life like now? So those are three, you know, great questions that cause us to do a lot of, uh, a lot of evaluation about our own faith and our own walk. And so it's very, uh, it's very helpful and positive from the standpoint of preparing to share with other people to be able to to answer those questions, um, is it um, Dave? Is it is it hard for someone to, if they're doing it the first time to to go about doing that? I mean, does your book explain to make it as uh, comfortable as possible and easy understanding for for people out there that they're trying to witness to? Um, it is uh, well. I would say yes. The answer to is it easy to understand? Is the answer is yes. Uh, because uh, you know our, our faith isn't that complicated, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we um, there's good reasons to believe that Jesus is our Savior, uh, but when it comes down to it, um, those you know the the faith itself is is not uncomplicated. We accept or we don't accept. Uh, but uh, the issues are uh, the issues are ones of courage and uh, actually doing. Uh, doing what it is that we uh, uh, that we're called to do, um, e even though it's uncomfortable at times. And when I mean when I say uncomfortable, uh, I think God opens the doors and gives the opportunities in a relational environment. If we are if we're truly caring about the individual and our motivation is in love, uh, mm -hmm. not to get a you know not to get a notch on our belt because we right. you know because we preach to one more person. Uh, but when we're uh, people know that when uh, when our concern is is rooted in love uh, but there still is you know the fear of um, you know what are they going to think am I going to offend mm -hmm. them are we going to am I going to lose the friendship um, so I think a lot of <clears throat> a lot of it is just stepping out um, uh, at least um, initially uh, you know breaking the ice takes some courage and af after yeah. some time that becomes a little bit less difficult uh, but it becomes a, a passionate and impassioned uh, sort of conversation. So you're going to want to do it again because, you know, you were pr probably encourages you, you know, and you, and you get more comfortable as you do it probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul tells us that, you know, that he is, he's compelled to share the gospel and we should sort of have the same idea. Yeah, but absolutely. usually we think of, we, we think of being compelled as a negative thing that we're, that we're forced to do it. But uh, but the compelling that uh, that we want is is that we we have no choice because but because we just can't help ourselves, right? right? Yeah, and I think you you know you'd agree that uh, uh, that if we have um, if we have a relationship with Jesus as it should be, that comes naturally. We just yeah, we can't absolutely. help it because it has changed our life. 
Yeah, and and also uh, if you find it where you you may feel intimidated or not sure how to do it, um, God will give you the words. You know, He right. will He will He will be there with you. And I think it's meant to be, regardless, because you you would know. I mean, you, there's no such thing as a coincidence with God. I mean, you come across an opportunity to do it, you'll know. And uh, I've done in my past, I was like, you know, okay, Lord, speak to me. How do you, you speak th- through me? Tell me what to say. And he does. He does. It's just, you know, and, and of course, there's some people who are going to challenge you. They want to try to get you. I got you moment, I'm sure. You know, there's some right. that are like that. But there's some that are very open-minded and, you know, very respectful uh, b- back to you as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, and I, I would add that um, uh, that uh, in our world, while we see a lot of crazy things going on around us, mm-hmm. um, there is a lot of searching uh, for what yes. is true and what is real. So I, I, I think that there is a time. Um, what a great opportunity uh, uh, now. Renewed yeah. openness uh, yes. because so many are lost uh, because yes. there is no, we can't point to a truth. It's just what you feel and what you like. Yeah. Uh, and, and so people are, People are as hungry as they have ever been, if not more. Oh, definitely now when we see what's going on. And every day it's, you know, it's worse and worse and worse as we see what's going on around the world in our country. There are so many people out there that I'm, are so afraid. They have, they don't know Jesus. They don't know the Father. They, so they don't know where to go. I mean, you know, it just seems hopeless to them. They don't have Christian friends, I'm sure, that, you know, a church to, to reach out for support in situations. Like when you and I have a crisis, we have our church family who is there for us, our own family that are saved that is there for us. Because I can't imagine how difficult and how painful it is for the unsaved. Would you not agree? Oh, I, I definitely would. And, and, that, and that touches on, uh, you know, uh, the book is sort of laid down, out in, in, three, in three parts. One is kind of preparing uh, for this journey, uh, and the journey being the journey back to God. You know, we've been lost. Now we we, uh, we need to come back to God. So the first the first part is about uh, preparing for the journey, preparing ourselves, uh, being excited uh, for the opportunity to share the gospel, reviewing our own story, and being prepared to share that. The second part is um, is about you know what what is it that we actually say, but uh, and. Um, leading back to Jesus. But the third part and the shortest section is really what do you do afterwards? And one of those key things is getting involved in the local church. And that's why I bring it up now is Mm -hmm. because uh, even amongst Christians, um, attendance at churches and being involved in the local church has has fallen off dramatically, uh, certainly with COVID, uh, but just with the pace of the world and and what's going on, we've we've developed a bit of an idea that we can... uh, uh, that we can kind of do it on our own and our religion is a personal thing. And uh, while, while it is a personal thing to some degree, uh, we're clearly instructed to not neglect meaning to together and Absolutely. to continue to encourage each other uh, to love and good works, right? And that's, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the church is called to care for each other. Um, and we can't, uh, we can't get those things without being involved in a local church and experiencing what the body uh, the body of believers together is all about. That is so true, Dave. So true. I, I also found too that um, 
you can start out by not necessarily going and lecturing somebody or anything like that. It's just how you act, how you show that you are a child of God. I think it creates curiosity to people, and uh, they'll feel more comfortable to you, like you said, showing respect, showing love, as Jesus would want us to. And they probably will feel more open to, to listen to us and um, to, to, you know, just feel comfortable, wouldn't you think? I, I agree. Um, again, it's, it is about uh, relationship, but it also is about uh, looking for the opportunities. But uh, those opportunities come in the context of people observing our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, they, and they see, not that we're perfect, but there is something different about us. And I think that's really what, uh, that's what Peter is getting about at, right? And in, 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 uh, Peter, the folks that he's instructing, I mean, they're experiencing significant persecution and significant hardship, and yet their lives display uh, something that people want to ask them about, right? right. Um, and that's, I think that's what you're, you know, that's what you're talking about is people mm-hmm. are, you know, they're going to see that we're different. And, yes. uh, and so that will, uh, by by default, right? Absolutely, uh, will bring people to, is where we where we want to find those opportunities. Absolutely, um, I find some uh, people will use the excuse that Christians, you know, they're they're hypocrites. We see them do this, we see them do that, and that's what I say say to them. Just as you just said a while ago, um, we're not perfect, but we're forgiven. We're forgiven. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, we're, we're never going to be perfect as long as we're on this earth. We're, you know, we fail every day and we fall sh- short of, you know, of, of doing what is right. And, but the big difference is, and I, sh- I shared that with people and they, they don't know what to say. They don't know how to respond to that. I go, no, uh, you know, we do make mistakes. We do, you know, sin, but we are forgiven. Right. Right, and we and we recognize uh, we recognize that we've fallen short. Mm-hmm. The the hypocrite Absolutely. in the church sort of idea is is, uh, is stronger than ever. I can tell you from personal mm-hmm. experience when uh, when I was young, my whole family attended the church, and my parents were uh, they were upset that you know someone wasn't acting the way they should, and and uh, and so we left the church for decades uh, until mm-hmm. I came back as an adult. So um, it's a very damaging. It's a very damaging attitude uh, when yeah. the reality is if we were perfect or we weren't hypocrites, right, we wouldn't be in the church in the first place. Absolutely. Right? Because, it's a hospital. Uh, it's, a recon- spir- it's a spiritual hospital. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we, recognize, uh, we recognize our need for a Savior, and, uh, and that really is the difference. Now, sometimes we, uh, unfortunately, sometimes um, it, it's almost – if it wasn't so sad, it would be comical mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Uh, some of us kind of get onto a high horse now that, you know, now that we've been saved and we're Christians and begin to look down at other, other folks, that's not what God has ever intended, intended. Right. Um, he, uh, and so we have to be careful of that. Uh, but as long as we keep in front of us that we are, that we've fallen short, um, it's hard, it's hard to become arrogant. Yeah. I think there's this, there's a sense that the, the, the more we understand how lost we are, the more that we, um, uh, that we understand God's grace and, and want to share it. And I think, uh, too, Dave, the, the, when, that's why God allows storms and crises in our life so we can share to others what he has done for us. And they may be going through the same thing that you've been going through, 
And that you, since you've gone through that, that's you'll be able to know how to help them or lead them to the right direction. I, that's I found that out personally with my own experience. Yes, and, yes, that's true. And and uh, you know we comfort those with the comfort that we received, right? That's um, right. And and at the same time, one of the biggest comforts is just walking through it with people, even when we don't, even when we don't have the answer or the experience. Right. Um, it's just being there. We have learned that God's faithful. Yeah. Absolutely. And just being there, you know, I mean, sometimes you don't know what to say and you can be honest with them. And I think a lot of times people don't want you to really say anything. They just want you to be there just to know right. that they have support and prayer. You know, what do you think the uh, church has, has fallen back on short of or failed maybe, or uh, as far as reaching out to people, uh, do you find it that they need to do it more? What have you seen through the past years? Has anything changed? Do you, what do you think they could do better? What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, that's dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think broadly uh, that the church as an organization, and you know, I'm just careful to separate the, the church as an organization or as a denomination from the yes. church as a body. And, and we certainly have felt... Short, I think the church, uh, the church body has fallen short, and that they've, in some ways, uh, we have abdicated our responsibility to the mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, the church organization, while meaning um, in some respects, I mean, we can certainly point to pockets that there are difficulties and sin and and falling and all of those. I'm not sure how how helpful how helpful that is. Uh, but broadly, um, and this will sound this will sound difficult and contradictory to the to, even to the book that I've written, that the uh, that the emphasis has been so much on evangelism within the organized church uh, that we've lost we've lost sight of discipleship. When mm. the uh, when the church's mission is um, as a body is uh, is to go out into all the world, but as an organization. Uh, perhaps a more balanced approach that uh, equipping the saints is the issue. Discipleship is the issue. And uh, as well intentioned as it is, if we get things out of balance, we soften and, and move toward being attractive and accepting uh, rather than being discipling. So I think that's, uh, that has happened a lot in the church and so we've compromised in order to be likable in order to be accepting in order to mm-hmm. bring more people in mm-hmm. uh, and uh while um while jesus wants to see a lot of people in church yeah uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the day um you know we have to be discipled and uh, and be obedient as well absolutely absolutely so do you think maybe the church falls short of maybe the training uh, for people to, to teach them how to, to go out and share the gospel? Or what, what are your thoughts about that? I, I think that that is true. And, I, and I've spent some time working with uh, high schoolers and middle schoolers and others. And, and I sadly look back and, uh, and see the number of, of people that I, uh, or students that I worked with and that others have worked with through the years and youth groups who have fallen have fallen away from the church uh, or mm-hmm. have gone to college and been mm-hmm. challenged in their faith and not known, uh, not known how to respond uh, or have been distracted with what the world says is truth. And so the foundation has been, uh, foundation has been weak. And I'm not sure that we can 
point to a single, you know, to a single issue. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, as the world has moved around, uh, perhaps when we were we were young, certainly when our parents were young, uh, there were certain truths and foundations that we just accepted as yes. being uh, as being foundational. Even if we didn't practice it, the Bible was the word of God. Even if uh, even if we didn't pursue from day to day and didn't have the relationship, those were just understood things. Um, right. That's uh, the current generation that uh, does not have that foundation. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think that in some senses, uh, we have not prepared uh, people for the um, for the pushback, for the alternatives, for the questions uh, that they receive uh, within the world, and, and particularly young folks when they get into the college uh, college uh, environment. That's yeah. That yeah. I I think that it's that's where you really need to reach out is the the young people because they're the future, right? They're they're the ones that you know that we're going to rely on to be God's future army, right? And it even starts with I mean a preschooler, right? And you work your way, you know, I mean all the way up. I mean you got to you know through their whole childhood. Don't don't you think that makes a big difference? The, the focusing uh, on. Definitely. And, and having been married to a children's pastor who is children's pastor for 27 years, uh, you know, I get to see that, you know, I've seen that firsthand. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, there's there's truth in the principle that if we mm -hmm. bring them up in the way that they should go, they'll never return. Uh, they'll never depart from it. Yeah. Uh, and that's um, we've been distracted i guess yes at yes. the end of the day and yet yep. it's not when i say we it's you and i and yep. uh and yep. every other every other Absolutely. christian that has the responsibility um yep. to be reaching out and being jesus um being jesus to the world because uh, what they see uh, in media um isn't a good reflection that's right that's right yeah it's going to be all negative uh, every yeah absolutely and, and i think the enemy that's what he does. He brings those distractions and, you know, yeah, to, uh, to keep us doing what God wants us to do. I mean, and, and you don't even realize that you're distracted because you're so busy and you, and you just, you know, and then, then it can get out of habit of you getting in your Bible. Um, you know, if you get, you know, to a routine and it, and then I find myself, you know, feeling spiritually miserable, you can just feel it. And then uh, once you get back to it again, you're hungry and you want to keep doing it and keep doing it, you know, and, uh, that, that that's just been my personal experience. And, uh, you, the enemy will do anything he can, if he knows to distract right. us. And that is so, so true, but we have power over that. You know, if that happens, we can pray that, you know, that, that God will lead us to stop being distracted, you know? So yeah. what, 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 what about, um, you were saying, uh, and I was reading on your notes here, uh, personal evangelism mm -hmm. um explain that like uh, what, what exactly you mean and uh how do we go about doing that is that part of the witnessing thing that you're talking about or uh yeah uh i mean the personal evangelism is you know of course uh, you know how we evangelize personally it's sort of self-defined and we get caught mm -hmm. up we get caught up in you know i'm not qualified or i'm not uh, i'm not able mm -hmm. to do it i'm not good at it whatever it is mm -hmm. uh, but it is a responsibility for us as individuals and uh, and we, we talked about a little bit uh, i think the first 
you know, the first ingredient to that, uh, I, I talk about the recipe for evangelism, um, just for, for purposes of, you know, being able to, you know, speak in, in written terms and, you know, put things together kind of in a formula. Uh, although there's, you know, there's plenty of ways to look at things, but there's a, you know, a bit of a recipe for evangelism is what I, I suggested. The first, you know, the first is to have a desire to share the gospel. We, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Uh, the, you know, the second thing is, uh, is looking at our, you know, looking at our story and, uh, mm -hmm. and being prepared and being prepared to share it, share it. And we talked about that a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. The third thing is that, you know, we, uh, we have to have a solid, you know, we have to have a solid relationship. Uh, now, the, the last couple of things in the recipe are, are, are um, evolving things because our, our relationship is never, uh, is never set. Uh, our, um, our faith and our, our relationship with Jesus is always growing. Uh, but we do have to, I mean, it has to be a central part of our life. Uh, so one of the things I talk about is we just have to be in the word and you alluded to that, right? We mm -hmm. can't, we can't really expect um, to, to obey, to follow, to represent a God who we don't know because we, you know, because we don't have a relationship with him and we don't study uh, his word, we don't meditate on it. But at the same time, the other side of that coin is we can see that as a hindrance because I don't know what, enough, right? So that's mm -hmm. what, you know, that's what we want to mm -hmm. avoid. Uh, but we do have to have a commitment. Um, we have to, uh, we, we need to be able to, whether we know the, uh, whether we know the uh, chapter and verse reference or not, we have to understand uh, how the word of God impacts our lives. Um, one, one good example is when, you know, when, when we're talking to someone who doesn't, uh, doesn't um, have any foundational truth uh, about the scripture or about God, and, and we talk about God as a creator, we, you know, we can look at Psalm 19 and talk about the heavens declare the glory of God. We can talk about that, um, but we can we can um, we can talk with someone and say, well, you you've seen the stars. You you look around and and you can see that they're that just by looking at the creation that uh, that there's something more. And then and then we can lead them to the scripture mm -hmm. by saying, well, you know, that's exactly what the Bible says. Look at Psalm 19 or or Romans chapter one, right? Um, that we uh, God reveals Himself through the creation, and so we can we can lead people through to the scripture. But there are those you know those um, touch points that we all feel um, are uh, are common to us. Uh, but if we don't know that of the scripture as someone who's sharing, right? We we can't you know we can't really lead them in that way. We can say, oh well, yeah, I, I know that's true, but um, but being able to lead them uh, one small step at a time is based on our own relationship. And then the fourth thing in the recipe is specifically, you know, is more specifically about or um, what it is that we need to tell them uh, about Jesus and and their faith. Um, uh, and that gets into the kind of the, the second the second section of the book. But mm -hmm. um, uh, but that's kind of the uh, the fourth thing is so you know what is it we we really need to know what it what it takes to be saved and how you get there, right? Um, in order to be able to share that uh, with people, and a lot of pe a lot of people think that they've been taught uh, that they ha that has to be works, you know. Um, you know, I've heard them saying, "Well, I'm a good person, you know. I've done right. this, I've done that, you know. I, I'll 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 be able to be there, you know." 
in heaven with the Lord, you know, and it's like, again, it comes down to relationship with Jesus. It comes down to you know, accepting him as, as your personal savior and knowing that he died for you, you know, and believing in that. But, you know, I've also had to, let me ask you this, Dave. Um, I've had issues with the, the atheists, you know, they, mm-hmm. those people are just so hard headed and they want physical proof and, I find them to be very angry people, very, very, you know, just how do you go about reaching out to them? That's kind of more a challenge, isn't it? Um, it can be. Um, I think that it is. Uh, well, well, first of all, we have to remind ourselves uh, that it is uh, uh, that they're coming to believe um, is in God's hands. So we can get very, very frustrated if it is, uh, if, if I feel like a failure, if it is, uh, mm-hmm. completely dependent upon us, but it, it's not. Uh, we just need to look for the opportunities. But again, I think that's where uh, where having a relationship, being gentle and respectful, um, so that you can have ongoing uh, conversations. I, and I found often um, that uh, most people who claim to be atheists or claim to not uh, believe or, you know, some of the things we talked about before, think Christianity is silly or you know, the Bible is a book of myths. They, they really haven't taken the time mm-hmm. to actually look. And uh, so with patients, uh, you know, hopefully you open the door for them to truly evaluate. And uh, and the end result is not always what you want, right? Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just they're, they're the ones that have to make the decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when we, when we talk about believing in the Savior, which is uh, within the book, there is a very simple formula that's hard to, uh, that that's easy to remember. Uh, it's A B C D, and uh, you know the A B C has often been you know, often been used to admit that I need a savior, believe uh, believe in Jesus, confess. Right. Um, so those are that's not new stuff. But I spend a lot of time talking about what those mean. What why what do I need to admit? Um, am I really a sinner? Uh, so we talk a lot about what uh, what sin is, and in, with an atheist, perhaps. You know that's a hard discussion to have, or or even someone who's not an atheist, because those of us who aren't struggle with the idea, mm-hmm. uh, wh- whether we're atheists or not, we struggle with the idea that we, or really accepting that we are actually sinners, right? We we like to right. think of ourselves as good people, and uh, you know there's really no there's no such thing when you when you talk in terms of all of fallen short. Uh, have sinned right. and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, we put things on a, you know, on a gradient. But when you really look at what sin is, which um, spend a lot of time talking about that, um, you know, what is sin? You can't escape that that you are a sinner, right? Yeah. Um, and then a significant section, which I would help, help if we're able, uh, and and I'll, I'll just say if it's impossible. Well, I shouldn't say it's impossible because nothing's impossible with God. That's right. Uh, but if, if we're sharing with someone who just is refusing to listen or doesn't want to have a conversation, whether they be atheists or otherwise, the best thing we can do is continue to have a positive relationship and love them. And, Absolutely. And pray that the, uh, you know, pray that next week or a month from now or a year from now, something happens uh, mm. that opens them up or someone else opens them up. Well, as long as you uh, plant, to, you, as long as you plant to seed, that's all that the Lord wants us to do. Right. And he'll do, he'll do the rest. He'll do the rest. Right. 
And what, what does he say? You know, if, if they don't, you know, if they're really uh, close-minded, just dust, dust off your feet and move on. You did your part, right? Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, th- I think a lot of the atheists, some of them that I've come across, I think they know there's a God. They just don't know how to accept that. And they're trying to figure a lot of things out. You can see that they, because why are they asking questions? And they're the ones that always bring it up. They're the ones that always, you know, or, or at the Christians about it, you know, it's like, they're so yeah. worked up about it. So it's on their mind 24 seven that, you know, it's in their head. So I think they know they just, they want this physical proof. And they just don't understand it's faith. They don't understand the relationship, you know, of, of what it's all about. I mean, right. um, I mean, can you imagine if, if God could just, you know, show us a bunch of stuff and, you know, and all this that we would need faith. He wants us to have faith in him to trust him. I mean, right. don't you think? Well, I, I agree. Um, at the same time, it's not blind faith. He, he right. gives us he right. gives us plenty uh, to depend upon, but at some point, we yep. we have to uh, we have to decide. Uh, That's right. Actually, Good today's point. world, if we're uh, if we're open um, if we're open to it, we we being atheists or those who don't believe or whatever, there there's more and more information that actually points to a creator than there ever has been before. Uh, you know, there there are recent uh, uh, recent uh, reports and recent uh, uh, recent information that you know really pokes holes in the evolutionary theory, and and this isn't something new. It's you know it's been around mm-hmm. for decades. Uh, ever since, uh, ever since the start, but uh, but there's more as we understand uh, the universe, and there's more and more evidence that the universe had a beginning. There's more and more evidence that uh, that there is a creative force behind it, and more and more scientists believe that. Now, what do they do with that is the secondary question. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but there is, we do live in a time that that there is actually more evidence pointing toward God than there ever has before. Uh, but we have to have a mind which is open enough to truly evaluate it. And, and maybe that's the first step is when we're, when we're talking to someone, do they really want to know? You know, I mean, Jesus mm-hmm. would come across people who are sick and say, do you want to be healed? That's right. Like, that's right. Uh, so that is maybe the first, you know, the first evaluation factor. They really want to know. That doesn't mean that we're never going to talk to them again. Uh, we continue to have a relationship. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. God, the Lord doesn't want us to, you know, forget about him in any ways. Pray for him and support him any way you can. And again, it all goes about respect and kindness and showing them, you know, and uh, it, it, it may re- remove the scales from their eyes eventually. Who knows? You know, it's just, you know. Well, here's another question I have for you. And I, I've come across this struggling through my life. Um, created for a purpose that, that, I, that really caught my eye on that one, Dave, when you have that down mm-hmm. here, um, it's, uh, it's hard for people to know, especially when they're struggling their life. What is my purpose? Why is I'm here? It just seems like a waste, you know, and it, it, I've heard people say that and I've had bad thoughts too. And I know that's the enemy telling me that. Um, but we do have a purpose. Um, I believe people like you, people like me, uh, knowing the bad things that really have happened in the past two, now three years, it's, you know, it shows the end times, you know, it's written in God's word. We don't know when he's going to come, but he shows us the seasons. Right. We're seeing those seasons now, but I think God chose us to be part of this, his army. Um, so that is a purpose. 
how do you, uh, and he gives us a gift. We just have to learn what that gift is and pray to, uh, pray to, to, to the Lord. And I know he will reveal it. What are your thoughts about all that? Well, there is, first of all, if we look at Ephesians, right, we, uh, uh, chapter two, eight through 10, we, we, we see, you know, really a very, um, uh, very basic understanding that we should never get along, uh, get, get away from, uh, and never lose sight of is that, uh, that we're saved by grace through faith so that no man, uh, can, uh, can brag or, or take credit for it. Right. Um, but right after that, God makes it very clear that we are created to do good works, uh, which he created in advance for us to do, right? Um, and and that's what you know. That's really the created for purpose idea that that I get at in, in the book is that we've been created to do good works. It's not. Um, and, and what are those good works? Uh, that's part of the the question that you ask. How do we know uh, what they are that we should be doing? Uh, in fact, I've kind of outlined a second book that sort of sort of answers that question. Kind of the kind of the follow on to uh, to now that you're a believer, what do you do, right? Mm. And it's about, um, you know, it's about uh, finding purpose through the commands of Jesus. So, you know, the first one is to love God. Uh, but then the second one is to love our neighbor. How do we how do we do? And these are very general, right? Uh, love, love our neighbor. Uh, the third one is that to love each other is the new commandment, right? Love each other right. as, uh, as Christ loved us. And that really is a call within the church, I believe. Uh, although the call to love our neighbors is outside the church uh, and to love those that are out. So both within and without the church, uh, we're, we're called to love. Uh, and then, of course, we're, you know, we're called to the Great Commission to share with others, which perhaps is our greatest purpose. That that's not very specific, and I do think that there are, you know, there are tools that we can see. Uh, God gifts us all. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that every gift is listed within the Scripture, um, mm-hmm. uh, as as Paul uh, writes about uh, writes about gifts. There are specific lists, and those clearly are gifts. But but any spirit enhanced provided. Uh, talent that we have that is used for His glory, um, I think at least uh, at least broadly is a gift. And how, how do we identify those? I think we have a um, a God given um, uh, drawing to that. I mean, we have a desire to do it. If if you have the gift for teaching, it's not something you're going to not like doing, right? If right. You, Absolutely. You know, it, so that's the first thing. Is it something that we like to do? Um, and do we feel um, compelled, you know, do we feel compelled to do it? Uh, and that, that doesn't mean it flows out automatically. I mean, I, I believe that I have a gift for uh, a gift for teaching, but I can tell you, I still haven't gotten when I get up in front of a crowd and I speak. Uh, it is it's tough to get out there the first time because you still deal with the nerves. You still deal with the inadequacy. You still you still deal with those issues. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, you feel a compelling uh, and then, of course, you know, we have to look for the confirmation of the Holy Spirit. And I think that comes, you know, not only from the drive and the compelling, but also from results and from uh, and uh, and from, you know, just confirmation from the spirit. And those results can be, you know, seen in a couple of ways. They can be affirmed by other mm-hmm. people uh, and they can be physically seen. So if, if you're a uh, we'll, we'll stick with the gift of teaching. Right. If, if you think that you have the gift of teaching and, and you have the aspect that that's something you really like to do, but 
everybody tells you, you really stink at it afterwards. It <laughs> might not be. A, it might not be the gift that you thought it was, right? Got to have some uh, honest, loving friends. <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and 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 there is there certainly is an aspect of preparing. There's an aspect of getting better and all those sort of things. But those, uh, you know, I think those things, whatever uh, whatever the gift is, is going to be affirmed. And I think it's okay to you know, to try different things until you find that information is, as long as yeah, we're doing absolutely. it, uh, we're doing it, um, to the glory of God. It, it reminds, absolutely. It reminds me of the, uh, the choir leader who can't sing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and as long as you, as long as you stick to directing, right. Right. You know right. right. Say, <laughs> yeah. You're probably okay. Absolutely. So, yeah. I heard a, uh, I heard a preacher once who was talking about uh, when he was in um, uh, when he was in seminary, and of course they you know they have preaching classes in seminary. Well, and the writers and the preachers both had to take the class, right? And mm. uh, you know he made a comment about you know the writers ought to stay writers and not <laughs> it's not preaching. So so those of us who try to do both, I don't know what that says, but right. uh, but uh, you know it's affirmed if you're. You know, you got right. to feel, and and I I didn't mention it, but I hope it was implied. Uh, you have to you have to seek it. Um, oh, absolutely. Seek yes. those things that God wants us to do. Yeah, it's not going to fall uh, out of the sky, right? Yeah, yes. absolutely. And he he calls the unqualified. You know, he did it in the Bible, right? He calls the unqualified. Mm -hmm. You know, and you you really can't use an excuse. You never can use excuse with God, right? I mean, there's no excuse. Right. You know, I mean, you could say to him, I mean, uh, even Moses did, right? I can't talk. I stutter, blah, blah, blah. You know, God, you know, we brought him Aaron, you know, and that kind of thing. But it's it, it's just one of those th things that, you know, he gave us a gift and he called the unqualified. And he is going, to, he's not going to leave you out there alone to die. <laughs> he's going to help you. Right. You know, he'll me whether he sends people to help you or whatever. So it's not like you will ever be alone. Right. He's not going to send you out on the battlefield unprepared. That is for sure. Yeah, that is for yeah. sure. And it is interesting, you know, we seek those things. And uh, uh, um, but I know uh, Paul is an example, um, you know, greatest missionary of all time uh, and uh, writer of most of the New Testament, you know, all those things. But he, you know, his critics suggested that he wasn't a very eloquent speaker. Mm. Right. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big drawback to be a missionary, right? Right. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, uh, and yet God used him in an amazing way. So while we're seeking, while we're testing, you know, don't we, we can't we can't uh, uh, sell God short on what He's able to do with our weakness. Right. Right. And and all we can do is do our very best. And He yes. knows as long as we do our very best. You know, not not halfway, not, you know, half, you know what, but it, do our very best and he'll take care of the rest. Now, it may not be easy. The enemy's going to attack you, right. you know, and it's going to be struggles. Uh, it's going to make it frustrating and, you know, discourage you, distract you. Uh, maybe give you an attitude like, oh, I just don't feel like doing that today. I'm just not going to do that. You know, anything like that. But, you know, right. that's where we have to be strong in the word and and in prayer. And like you were saying, having that relationship with God each day, getting into his word, because that's what's going to make you strong, right? Right. That's been, that's exactly. been my past experience. And I think, um, 
Yeah. And, and while we're looking for, you know, just to close off the, you know, the idea of seeking our gifts and, you know, doing what he's called. Mm-hmm. While we're doing that, we, we do need to keep in mind that there are things as Christians that we're called to do, whether we're gifted or not. Right. And one of those is, right. you know, one of those is sharing uh, is sharing the gospel and, and reaching out to others, uh, you know, um, uh, taking care of the poor, being generous. Uh, certain, certainly some of us are more gifted in those areas but there are things that we're all called to do. And if it's just something little, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be something exactly. big. Even if it's, even if it's something so small, something so small, you'll be surprised what it, that, that don't do something mean more to someone than you can possibly imagine, you know, yeah. Yeah. from a smile that encourages people, you know, you would just, you'll be surprised, you know, one final point, my friend, um, sharing faith, versus sharing the gospel. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, I mean, sharing our faith is about what, uh, you know, what our individual faith is and what God means in our in our life. And that's where the relational aspect comes in. You know, we can say, you know, Jesus has made a big difference in my life. And this is how, um, this is how that's happened. Uh, and that's, uh, that is uh, the idea of sharing your faith. And I differentiate that from sharing the gospel because the gospel is the story of Jesus. Right. Sharing our faith leads us to sharing the gospel. They're not separate. Uh, and, and we should never confuse sharing our faith as the end goal, right? Mm-hmm. Our end goal is by, by, using, our, by using our faith uh, and what, how God has changed our life, how we how, um, how we've followed, how our life has, has been different, how we've seen God working. Um, the direct, you know, what does it mean to me is uh, is a tool to lead to sharing about Jesus and how he can do the same thing in in our lives. So I think it's, um, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to uh, to tell the to share the gospel or tell the story of the gospel as a factual thing. Right. When right. we have our uh, when we have our own faith, our own understanding and our the impact of our own life then then there comes a level of passion there comes uh, and a level of authenticity that uh, that changes things um so and that's why i differentiate between the two is that the gospel itself um and and i don't want people to misunderstand this the gospel itself can just be um you know a a list of you know of the facts the list of scriptures you know all, all of those sort of things but it's our believing in our own life that puts puts that together. So that's yeah, the idea yeah. of sharing our faith. Is what what right. does Jesus mean in our own in our own life and our own situation? So if we share share our faith first, that'll attract them to listen to you about the gospel because they're right. going to be they're going to be curious, right? Right. Exactly, and it leads to um, it, it leads to explaining. You know, why do I believe that Jesus is the Savior? Right. Yeah. I, I've seen him make a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I can explain to you why, uh, why we believe that he is the Savior. Right. And not just mine, yours too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot of uh, questions that I've come across with people is, if God's so loving and so good, I'm sure you probably heard this too, why does he allow all these tragedy things happen? Why does he allow all these, you know, like a baby die or my loved one die or... All these terrible things, if he's so loving, why does he do that? 
and mm-hmm. I try to explain to them, we, you know, we live in a fallen world, sin, uh, Satan is the, is, is the, the prince of the earth right now. He's, he's, you know, controlling things temporarily. I try to explain that to them as best as I can. Sometimes it, it, can, it can open their eyes, and sometimes it doesn't. But you, I've heard a lot of people ask that question. What, what do you do if someone says that to you? Well, I think uh, where you started is, you know, is a good place. Although for some people, that is just going to be a trite response that uh, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't help very much, especially when you are in, you know, the middle of the of the pain. Uh, even with mm-hmm. our Christian brothers and sisters, maybe uh, maybe sharing Romans eight twenty eight that all things work together for the good uh, is not the best scripture to share in right. the, in the pit of despair and yeah. and of grief. We need some yeah. time to deal with those yeah. things. But but at the same time, there is a there is a reality to what uh, what you're saying and and helping to to understand that we do live in a fallen world um, and that uh, uh, in addition to that we we see things um, in a very uh, temporal, from a very temporal perspective. I mean, we, we see things in front of our face right now. We can't see things from eternity. Uh, and if we could, I think that things would would look a little bit different. So that's the second thing that I, you know, try to talk about. Um, but, uh, and, then, and then thirdly, the idea is um, there really is a, one finger pointing at God, three fingers pointing at me, kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, kind of aspect to things, especially things that fall. Um, there, there are tragedies in the world that that you can't blame on anything. Uh, mm-hmm. And people in Jesus' time asked him the same, you know, the same question. They sure did. Yeah. Uh, why is he blind? Uh, because of his own sin or because of his parents' sin? Right. Right. Um, there are times in the world that that's just not the case. But sometimes we do suffer the consequences of our own actions, the consequences of our own sin. Um, uh, and there are other times that it is just because uh, because we live in a fallen world and there is disease, there is uh, there is disease that, and there are other things in the world that because it's not perfect exist. That It's always a little interesting to me that people accept those things readily um, and yet, if you have it in the conversation of uh, about God or there being a God, uh, suddenly it's an evil thing that he, <laughs> you know, that he's responsible for, right? Right. Uh, right. If you if you know what I mean, I mean, we see that as just that's part of life and part of living, right? Uh, and and that that's how it is. Uh, but God's um, uh, God's view is beyond is beyond the fallenness of our of our world. And again, as we talked about before, we can't always expect expect that people are going to be receptive or ready to accept that. That's right. That's so, right. So we can right. Share that truth with love. Yeah, absolutely. Again, planting the seed. I, I've had, I've had experiences when I've um, lost loved ones and um, Christians mean well. Um, you're in that, like you were saying, in that grief moment, and you know it's not necessarily what you're going to say, scripture-wise, or or explaining what's going on, you know, why it's happening. It's gonna, they don't really want to hear that now because they're going through so much pain. So you really have to be uh, cautious with that, and just you know, try not to, you know, 
push it out there like that because again they're in so much pain but i've had people say to me dave they say to me well uh god lost his son too i'm like mm -hmm. that's not one thing that you need to hear yeah uh you know when when you lost a loved one a child or anything like that again i think that comes a little bit of a ignorant on their part not meaning and they just mean well you know it's just yes. and that's why i think like you like you were saying it's like you know and I, I was saying too earlier, it was just like, just being there, you don't really have to say anything because you may be putting your foot in the mouth, right. you know, and it's just, you have to be real sensitive. And I think that's where um, the Lord will give you that direction and, and, and tell you comfortably what to say. And you'll know, hey, he'll tell you, don't say anything, you know, yeah. just, just being there. Yeah, there are some situations that just, they just require sensitivity. Yes. Yes. And we can we can pray that God gives us that sensitivity. We don't always have to have we don't always have to have the right word. We don't have to always be ready with the scripture. Uh, and some of those scriptures that we're ready with are often taken out of context and don't even yes. apply to what yes. we're trying, what we're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it has nothing to do with it, right? Right. Yeah. But Absolutely. but sensitivity uh, sensitivity um, you know makes. Uh, makes all the difference, you know, yeah. and, and that's what I think compassion, you know, yes. having compassion is the is the idea of uh, not just being sympathetic and, and pitying, but actually feeling what that person is feeling. And if we if we have true compassion, um, yeah, showing, we're much less likely to say something stupid. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and show, showing your love with the compassion, showing that, you know, mm -hmm. and then maybe later on, if they're, if they're interested in hearing, you can, you can help them with scriptures. But I think it's yes. very wrong to do that right off the bat, come in there with your Bible. I've seen people do that, you know, and they mean well, but it's like, that's, that's not going to help me right now. Yeah. I'm not going to want to yeah. listen to that, you know, you know, you yeah. just need and, and at the same time, there is a, um, uh, there is a, a sense that um, you can uh, provide comfort um, if you've been through the same sort of thing absolutely because you know and, exactly and God puts those people in in our path. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely, yeah, and I really believe that's why the Lord allows a lot of that stuff to happen in our lives, or like you said, He turns it in for good, and that's part of turning in for good because you're helping others, you know, mm -hmm. and you you know, and um, it it's. If we didn't experience it, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to know how to really help them. I can pray for them, and that's probably the best thing to do. Um, and that's probably another thing, the, the compassion and loving and showing is, is also praying with them right then. I, I notice a lot of people appreciate the prayer right away. They, you know, they, yeah. they, they really are, are open to that. But, um, Wow, we covered a lot, my friend, and I, I thank you so much. Can you tell people how to get a hold of your books? You said you had a couple of them, and I'm, am I not right about that? Can you tell um, us? No, there's just one. Just the uh, one, okay. I, okay. I alluded to what I hope will be the second book, but it's not, Got uh, you. It's not okay. out there yet. Okay. Um, the, uh, there, it's available on Amazon. Uh, so if you, uh, if you search Dave Fukar book, it'll come up. Or you can look for uh, what do I say when asked about Jesus? Uh, it will come up. Uh, I have a I have a blog at davefukar.substack.com, so you can find uh, uh, you can find me there. Uh, but uh, I'm working on a website, but it's not up yet. Gotcha. 
Wow, well, it sounds like you get you're a busy fellow, and it's it, it's it sounds like it's doing. I I bet you're going to be growing, my friend. I know the Lord's going to bless you, and uh, how many people you are reaching out. It, it's just fantastic. I've learned a lot here today. I mean, you brought some great points for me to to help others and sharing. And I just want to thank you so much for taking your precious, valuable time to coming on and sharing this with others. Well, I I've appreciated it. If, it. if it helps other people, that's what it's all about. Oh, I know it will. If it's just one person, my friend, that's it's worth it. If it's just one person that that we reach, and um, I'm confident we'll at least do that. And uh, you know, because God will have someone come across you know this if they need it, and uh, it'll be a blessing to them for sure. But thank you so much for coming on, my friend. And uh, well, thank God, you. And God bless you, sir. And you as well.